Alright parents, go ahead and tuck the kids in. PG time is over. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ladies and gentlemen. New and exciting. Give your attention to your DJ. Are you ready to turn it up? The wait is over. over. Good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Everything Paranormal Podcast Show. This is episode two for a Friday, October 9th. And we got some good stuff. Um, I just found two great stories. One was funny last night. Yeah. That I saw. I didn't There's say anything. I didn't say anything, but I wanted you to see if it popped up on your site mm-hmm. of uh, Facebook. Yeah, it did. I was rolling, and then I was having so much things going through my head. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like, what the hell is going on? Are now certain foods becoming weapons? <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later down the road <laughs> in the show here. But I'm your host, Paramike, and sitting in, in a deep, dark dungeon of the creepy paranormal world, she is the goddess of the dark side herself, Miss Paralore. Hi. Um, she's still trying to get used to the microphones that I recently purchased um, due to the fact I've done a lot more just now it's a little different I'm not used to having a circle filter over the microphone which is new for me well it keeps so it's um, you don't spit in the freaking microphone because it'll fucking destroy it Mm, true (laughs) but it's just weird for me I'm used to just what's on the microphone itself covering the other major part of it but i'm getting the hang of it um let's see um i ended up finding some stories and as i was printing them out in the other side of the office i started reading it and this is something i've never even known outside of another one but should I start without that first, or um, should we tell people that the first podcast show is up on the website right now? Yes. The first new podcast show we did is up on the website, which is everythingparanormal.gear.host backslash ep.html. Now, for people on the computer... There is a sign-up for it, so you become a member to have free access to that site due to hacking purposes. Yeah. Just a safety precaution for me. But for people that have, like, cellular devices, tablets, and everything, when you go to the three-line menu bar, look for the headset, which is also on the regular website if you're on a computer, which is linked for registration, but the other one in the bar for cellular devices, tablets, uh, 
you can have direct access straight to the page so you can hear the episode I just uploaded it this morning so it is up on our page in the episode page so that's just the one mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also a countdown calendar for Halloween this year yes it's a countdown so you'll if you see some creepy eyes don't worry that was my little touch <laughs> and then you'll see right above that is our Facebook feed and everything, so you'll see what's going on. Um, I'm trying to get it up on our YouTube channel, but it's being goofy. So I'm trying it for the second time because it was saying that the file was too big. But yeah, on our former show, DCAST Podcast Radio, Everything Paranormal, yeah. YouTube channel, it was perfect. So I don't understand what's going on, so I'm trying it again. Um, plus, you can check us out on Twitter. There's a link in the menu bar for it. Just look for the little birdie. Um, let's see. What else is there? There's our Tumblr page. I haven't worked on it much. I've only got like three things on there, but I'll get to that probably during the show. Um, and if you hear motorcycles, yes, I have the podcast windows open. <laughs> Finally! For good weather. Um, plus, we have our three podcast kitties, but unfortunately they're, they're passed, passed out. <laughs> just like yes, just like the, uh, the other day when yeah. we did a podcast show, which was yesterday. No, it was actually day no, before. No, 7th. It was on the 7th. Yeah. It was done on yesterday. On the 7th, we only had one cat in here. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's sleeping still. Yep. Gosh. But anytime we do this, they're all like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, get away from me. <laughs> so they're all sleeping, which is a, probably a good thing for right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else did I do? There's a guest book. There's a gallery, photo gallery. Yep. I'm still working on that. I just have some, but I still got to put more. Um, there's the comment section which looks like a bubble with a tail um and i'm trying to i think i added a games page to it an old-fashioned first ever made pc games out that were out there made for like dinosaur computers which still (laughs) work today so if you want to play video games and listen to the show you can it's awesome just Just a little extra fantasy huh just don't do Final Fantasy ones. I haven't seen that yet. I don't there even... is a game site where, I forget the name of it, but uh, they got like video games from freaking Nintendo, regular Nintendo, and all the way up. They even actually have Final Fantasy on there. Hmm. Final Fantasy 3, and good luck trying to figure out how to do that one. Hmm. You might have to. Um, well, the keys are. Email me the link. I can't remember the goddamn name of it. Oh, well, whenever you, whenever you find it again, or if you're not looking and it, it just pops up. Nah. Just email it to me. I'm more <laughs> into the fucking Google Play ones. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least uh, that you can actually control, freaking control. You just tap the fucking thing or try to steer it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, also, there is our Skype connection yeah. at the bottom of the page with our email addresses. Did I just say that? Addresses. Yeah, addresses. <laughs> God damn, Carlos. Mencia. You got me saying this shit now after I watch DVDs. Um, let's see what else is there. Oh, there is also a web poll down below for the ratings of this podcast show. Yep. If you click on the little circle dot and you see a black dot in it, hit the submit button. It would automatically pull up your system's email that's programmed into your I.O. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I.O. Wrong terminology on that one. In your OS operating system um, that you set up to have access to your system and everything, it would all automatically open that up. You just type in why you gave us whatever star it is. And if you would like to add stuff extra to it, feel free. Like paranormal stories, um, Goofy crimes committed, yeah. especially the one we'll talk about soon. Yes. In this show today, which is I'm still laughing, but I'm still racking my brain on how <laughs> this is happening. But, anyways, we're going to get into a creepy story, and we're actually going to take a trip out of the state of PA into another state. Uh huh. We're going to Iowa City, Iowa. Okay. The topic is the legend of Black Angel of Oakland Cemetery. Okay. And as I was printing this out, I was reading it. It was just kind of creepy. The strange Black Angel in Iowa City's Oakland Cemetery has long been connected to the supernatural. It's a part of the local lore in Iowa City and has been mentioned in books and on websites for many years. As mentioned though, its history has long been confused with another black angel. Uh oh! How does that happen? First you got one black angel and now it's being confused for another black angel in a in a local lore? Don't know. Does it make sense? Which is located in Council Bluffs. The councils have a bluff area? I I think you people need to uh, reevaluate your councils for having council bluffs. <laughs> the following is the true history and mystery of Oakland Cemetery's Black Angel. Oh, this is going to get good. The Black Angel of Oakland Cemetery is an eight and a half foot tall burial monument for the F family. I can't pronounce the whole damn name. It's F E L D E V E R T. Erected in the cemetery in 1912. Whoa. That is old. Since that time, it has been the source of many stories and legend legends in Iowa City. Uh, 
most connected to the mysterious change in color that the angel took, turning from a golden bronze to an eerie black. How's that possible? I don't know. If it's supernatural and it turns from golden bronze to eerie black, how is that possible? Hmm. The statue was erected by um, Teresa F. Like I said, I can't pronounce the last name. A physician who had immigrated to America from... Oh, God. S-T-R-M-I-L-O-V. Bohemia. Yeah. Teresa and her son, Eddie D., Came to Iowa City where she worked as a midwife. Surprising field. They lived in Iowa City until 1891. When Eddie died of meningitis at the age of 18. Ooh! That's the first time I've ever read a story that meningitis killed somebody. Holy crap. He was buried in the Oakland Cemetery by Teresa had a tree stump monument erected over his grave. It can still be seen today. Now does that mean that she had the tree on top of his grave while he's buried underneath the tree? Or is it the tree just grew over it? Don't know. There's a question. Uh, after Eddie's death, Teresa moved to Eugene, Oregon, where she married Nicholas F., who died tragically just a few years later in 1991. I think this woman has a disease for something like that or is attracted. I don't know. To kill people. In the wake of this loss, Teresa returned to Iowa City and she hired Mario Corbell, a bohemian artist in Chicago. There's bohemian people in Chicago in that year? To design the angel that would hover over the body of her son and the ashes of her husband. The angel arrived on a railroad flat car in Iowa City on November 21st, 1912. A year later. <laughs> there have been many stories spread, out, spread about even the most mundane aspects of the angel's existence. Starting with the date that it was erected in the cemetery. Sounds like a boner. (laughs) Every time I say that word, erected. Doing boner. According to local history provided by people who lived in the city at the time, the angel was installed at the cemetery at the time of its arrival in 1912. Okay. Other sources claim that it was eventually stored in a barn for six years and was not erected. 
Talk about a soft statue then. After being hard, we go to soft now. Until after a court case that Teresa brought against the artist, Mario Corbell, the story states that she refused to pay the $5,000 cost of the statue because it did not meet her specification to include a replica of her son's tree stump monument in the Angel's Monument. She eventually lost the case. Now that's fucked. Yeah. I'm sorry, but if you hire this paisano and you didn't do the specifications to what she asked for to pay and she doesn't want to pay the $5,000? Yeah. Uh, I would be going back and redoing that statue by putting in every specification that the customer asked for. Yeah. And I don't know how she lost this case due to the fact, um, I guess the judges back then were stupid, just like now. That or the fucking places were corrupt. That too. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, that too. I or mean, she customer, had a shitty lawyer. Yeah, and due to the fact that customers are always right. Not nowadays. No. They're just a piece of garbage. Whatever the truth of the story, at some point after the installation of the angel, Eddie's monument was moved from its original location to its present site alongside the angel. His remains, along with the ashes of Nicholas F., were placed in a repository under the angel's base. Teresa died of... Ugh. The thing that I have. Yeah. On November 18th, 1924. And by the way, it's cancer. Well, you've been in a mansion for close to a year now. Two. Okay, no, two a little years. over two years. Yeah. Almost three. Uh... Da, 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 da. Her ashes were also placed beneath the angel and, and soon after the strange story began. Within a few years of its installation in Oakland Cemetery, the glorious bronze angel strangely began to turn black. Most have explained this as the natural oxidation of the metal, but not Surprisingly. Hmm. She's probably pissed off. <laughs> Other explanations have surfaced, blaming evil acts, freak storms, indefinitely, and even, oh, infidelity, and even murder. Uh-huh. Okay. Is it Sherlock Holmes or fucking Scooby-Doo? I don't think it's near, near both of them the way I read that. Because I was sticking to the same damn thing. But not Scooby and not Sherlock Holmes. I was thinking maybe more like, um, oh, God, what's his, what's that guy's bald name? That always sucks on a lollipop. Uh, Cole Jack. Cole Jack. That's what. Uh, one legend has it that Teresa F., was a very mysterious woman 
and that her evil caused the angel to turn black. Superstitious motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this strange shattering was to serve as a constant reminder of the sins of her family. And as it and as a warning for people to say stay away from her grave. Some claimed that Teresa's wicked ways were evident in the design of the angel. The only bad part about this story is that it didn't uh, do the picture. Yeah. And everything, but I saw the picture of the angel. Uh huh. There was nothing wrong with it. It looked like a stoned angel. Yeah. That was just like carved out. But, hey. Unlike most graveyards or graveyard angels, which are usually positioned with their head and wings uplifted as a symbol of aiding in the ascent to heaven. Not this angel. This angel was looking down <laughs> as far as I saw from the picture. Now the only question is, was she looking down at the people in here with Teresa? Or was she, or was the angel looking straight down to hell? That's the question of that picture. I don't know. Could be a myriad of both. Hmm. I don't know. I think we should leave it up to the listeners to uh, come up with their own solutions and maybe, maybe go back, maybe go back to the story with the picture and everything, and, and read read what they have to say about this. Uh, the F angel is looked down to the ground, and her wings are not uplifted. Don't know. Okay, the wing, when I looked at the picture, she her wings were up. Now they're saying they were not uplifted. Uh, hmm, I'll have to go back to that one. And strangely, there is no death date on the monument for Teresa F. Now that's weird. Yeah. One legend created another, and a variety of stories sprang up. Shocking. Stating that any girl who was kissed at the angel's feet in the moonlight would die with six months. Uh, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. A girl who kiss, kissed at the angel's feet in the moonlight would die with six months. Okay, well, here's the question. What's I think they're missing... What moon phase is it? I don't know. The didn't really say There's here, a full moon. You've got crescent-shaped moon. Half-quarter moon. Yeah. To a quarter moon. Thumbnail moon. <laughs> but I think they forgot to put two letters with the word with. Within uh, six months. It should have been. Others said that touching the angel on Halloween night would lead to death in seven years and worse yet kissing the angel itself would cause a person's heart 
to stop beating. It sounds more like an urban legend. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning to that now. Maybe I should have saved it for that one, but... I mean, there are some urban legends um, where, you know, parents tell their kids to keep them in line or whatever to... um, Like, town people being... Exactly. But, yeah, I I mean, yeah, there are freaking legends out there that have uh, some form of truth to them. Mm. Uh, We're going to continue here. Others claim the angel turned black after a freak thunderstorm on the night of Teresa's funeral. According to this, the angel was struck... Okay. Obviously, somebody can't type. This is actually what I'm reading, and this is how it's said. Okay. According to this, comma, the angel was struck my lightning. Not by, my, M-Y. And this is what caused it to turn black. Okay. I've seen that happen plenty yeah. of times. It is not a myth. No. It is not folklore. It's an actual thing. When a lightning strikes anything that looks like a statue, whether it's stone, bronze, metal, yeah. um, aluminum, or whatever, it will turn black. Yeah. It will tarnish whatever the statue is made out of. That is true. There are also stories that blame the black color of the angel on infidelity. Uh-huh. I wonder if that goes for all angels in every cemetery and on buildings throughout the United States. No idea. In this vision of the angels or sorry, in this version of the angel story, Teresa allegedly vowed over over her husband's grave that she would remain faithful to him until the day that she died swearing that his death angel would turn black if she ever cheated on his memory Uh the color of the angel these stories claims answered the question as to whether or not Teresa remained faithful Exclamation point. Yeah. That should be a question. Perhaps the harshest explanation for the angel's color claims that Teresa's son did not die from an illness. As the record stated, I don't think I read the son's illness Hmm. at all. I mean, we know... uh, her husband died of cancer. You yeah. Know that, but didn't say anything about her son. Don't know. But rather because the mur, rather, but rather because she murdered him. Okay, this just took a <laughs> turn here. The stories claim that she fled to Oregon soon after 
and only her guilt brought her back to Iowa City. In shame, she moved his body to rest beneath the wings of the angel, and soon after, it began to turn back as a reminder of her shame. And while such stories may bear little resemblance to the truth, they do remain in an essential part of the lore and legend of Iowa. For generations, local residents and universities of Iowa students have come to Oakland Cemetery, often under the light of the moon, to ponder the mysteries of the angel. She is regarded as one of the re- regions. Yeah, I'm okay. I can't talk right now. Words are hard. Yes. Words are hard. Most haunted sites, likely based on the odd stories, curses, and enigmas yeah. attached to her past and present. I'm going to have to do some more digging on this story because right when I said murder yeah. of her son, that just took like a... A whole 30 degree to 45 degree angle off turn than that. Allegedly. So, I'm going to do some more research on that. But if you know more about this story or you've done the research, email me. Go to my website. Go down to the bottom right hand corner. Email me. I want to know more. Um, you got anything you want to go for now? So I can take a break? Uh, yeah. Um... Before we do uh, the full com- uh, com- comedy hour, I'm going to start um, with some urban legends myself. <coughs> and let's see. This show is now... Into the Darkness We Wait for You by Paralore with Urban Legends. <laughs> Switching off, um, I mean, we already did horror films. Um, trust me, we're going to do some more horror films that are supposedly the best ones made. Uh, you already finished the list I read off of. I got a few other sites that have that say the same thing. Yeah, that was on the old podcast show, which you can still find in the archives on the episodes page. Um, just talking about the one we did a day and a half ago. Oh yeah, that one too. The other ones were worst. Okay, the first set of urban legends shockingly have titles. Um. There's title of, um, there's like bridges and tracks and has like places, which actually I kind of like it that way. Okay, the first four bridges and tracks is the Amish Ghost Bridge of Pinecraft, Florida. I didn't know Florida had a Pinecraft. 
Huh? Is it Pinecrest or Pinecrest? Pinecraft. That's weird. Let's see. Okay. This story starts off the old story of this bridge goes that a Dutch boy named Amos fell in love with an English girl named Ingrid. They had to keep their love a secret from their disapproving parents. Well, that sounds familiar. One night, the girl went to meet the boy underneath the Felipe Creek Railroad Bridge but she slipped in the mud before he arrived. She removed her soiled clothes and tossed them into the water because she was afraid her parents would find them. Instead of waiting for the boy, she went home to put on different clothes with intentions to return. The boy arrived and saw her clothes washed against the riverbank and believed that she had drowned. He was so devastated that he threw himself off the side of the bridge and died. The happy girl returned to the bridge in a fresh outfit, anticipating meeting up with the boy she loved. She saw his body and noticed her discarded clothes nearby. His death, the way she thought, was her fault. Consumed by sadness and guilt, Ingrid jumped from the bridge herself and lost her life in the same hour as her sweet Amos. The two lovers lay dead on opposite sides of the river and their ghosts would be trapped there forever. The true lovers now haunt the bridge and grab people trying to cross, causing them to fall into the creek and drown. Some people believe this story is true, and others believe it was made up by the railroad workers to keep kids away from the bridge. That could go either way. Okay, the next is the Haunted Bridge in Danville, Indiana. Sounds interesting. Yeah, give me a few minutes here, trying to freaking load it. Here we go. Damn computers. Okay. Back in the early 1800s, Danville, Indiana had officially become a town. The first, in fact, in Hendricks County. Young couples were drawn to this up-and-coming suburban town. In fact, there is a couple 
a certain couple that lurk it, that lurk the streets of Danville to this day. Let me repeat that. In fact, there is a certain couple that lurk the streets of Danville to this day. The husband, who was a construction worker, and his young bride were in their early 20s. She was a housewife and cared for their newborn for their newborn child at home. The couple was happy and the young mother was frequently seen cheerfully doing chores and running errands about town while carrying her young child on her hip. One day the man went to work as usual building an overpass bridge for trains that crossed above a busy road. His wife was able to, to complete her chores early that day and decided to surprise her son by bringing a freshly prepared lunch for them to share at the construction site. Once she arrived, she was met with the most horrible news. She could barely breathe as his co-workers described the accident that had occurred moments before she got there. While putting the final bolts into the last of the tracks, a locomotive unexpectedly came barreling toward the bridge. As the warning whistle blew, Valuable tools were left behind as crewmen hastily abandoned their posts and ran for safety. The man knew the tools might derail the train, causing a major catastrophe, so he rushed back and forth trying to gather what he could. His horrific effort was curtailed when he stumbled and fell in the path of the train's of the steam engine. Ouch. Recovering, recovering too late, the young father could barely look up to see the baffled conductor's face before a thousand pounds of rushing steel crushed him to death. Ow! His loving wife was so upset and broken that she wandered over, the, over to the bridge with the child in her arms and jumped. Some say that when you drive under the bridge, you can hear a baby crying. And you may even see a figure of a woman holding something in the shadows. No matter what, you should never walk the tracks on top on May 15th past 12 p.m. If you do, local residents say... You will be overcome with an overwhelming feeling of loss and feel compelled to jump. Kind of brings me back to that bridge on Ghost Adventures. What bridge? That episode of Ghost Adventures where this guy was telling Zack that animals will jump to their death. No, I actually remember uh, Dave Schrader 
Um, not Dave Schrader. Tim Dennis reading an article about it on their radio show. But wasn't there a bridge in Ghost Adventures where the guy said that the dogs would jump to their death? No. We've seen every freaking every freaking season for over a dozen thousand times already. Hmm. There's no mention of any of that of that in any episode. I swore there was. No. Tim Dennis read it on a Supernatural News edition. Hmm. And Dave commented on it. It was never in Ghost Adventures. I keep telling you, ask them, and you don't do it. No, I just remember there was an episode of Ghost Hunter. Uh, yeah, Ghost Hunters. Ghost Adventures, where Zach was at another bridge with the crew, and this guy said that there's something wrong with this bridge because every animal that walks across it jumps to their death because no. there's something down below the bridge that the dogs or cats hear and see, and they just leap off the bridge. No. It's not anywhere in the fucking U.S. That's somewhere in the, that's somewhere in the U.K. Tim Dennis reported on it. I forget what year it was. But they were still on the fucking radio. Hmm. Okay. Next is the Mako Light. A man named Joe Baldwin. I don't know if she's, he's related to actors of Baldwin's, but I hope not. Was working on the, excuse me, was working on the railroad tracks one night along the Wilmington and Manchester Railroad on a rainy and foggy night. As the train approached, he realized the car was detached and he knew there was that there was another train coming. So he ran to the platform. He waved his lantern to, to signal the train. The engineer never saw Baldwin and he was decapitated in the collision. Shocking! Ouch. Engineers don't fucking pay attention. Who does nowadays? Some say the head was never found. Ooh. A while later, there were reports of a mysterious light being seen on foggy nights and hearing boots squeak along the track where Baldwin was killed. I thought boots, uh, you hear like heels clicking on boots and that squeak. If they're brand new boots, they will squeak. But if clicking, normally would have the spurs on the back of the boots. Or yeah. they're talking. The soles are talking of the boots. Uh, I can understand it, but that being clicking. It was even interfered with what it has even interf interfered with trains coming in from other stations. Some say it's just the swamp fog nearby mixing with light from the highway. But others have a different story. 
is Joe Baldwin really looking for his head? And the person in the article wrote, I don't know, but are you brave enough to go find out? Some YouTubers uh, who actually don't have fucking brains and actually like to trespass, not all of them, but some do, would probably be dumb enough to go find out. Due to the fact this sounds like fucking Sleepy Hollow. Or, um, uh, Hell's Fire Cave or something? Hell's, uh, yeah, Hell's Fire Caves. Yeah, where that uh, dude was looking for his heart. Almost similar to it. That was England. Yeah. One looking for his heart, the other one looking for his head. Kind of almost similar. Because if I remember correctly, um, they were doing, I believe, like a week thing on Ghost Adventures in the UK. Mainly England. Yeah. And Dave Schrader was with them. Due to the fact he was uh, one of the researchers. This one's labeled Tiki Tiki. Not tiki as in the drink or freaking hut. It's spelled T-E-K-E. Ah. Tiki Tiki is the ghost of a Japanese schoolgirl who roams the train stations of Japan. In life, the girl was a scaredy cat. And people are always playing playing practical jokes on her. One day, at the train station after school, her friends decided to put a Siata, a bug that appears in the summer in Japan, on her shoulder. Fucking douchebags. <laughs> if the girl's fucking this, um, sensitive and scares that of the fucking sound of a sneeze... You don't fucking do that. No. Well, then again, I couldn't talk because I scared a uh, few uh, assholes dressed as killer clouds. Yeah. Protecting a two-year-old. Yeah. That's why they're going to burn it in hell. Sadly, this turned out to be a fatal prank. She was so scared, she fell off of the platform and was hit by a... Shikensen. The fastest train in Japan. And her body was split in two. Ow! Now she is haunting the train stations of Japan. Dragging herself with her elbows and sometimes her hands. She is known to kill people with her scythe. And split people in half with the harsh speed of the Shikensen to make her victims feel her pain. Her name is Tiki Tiki, or Betta Betta, because of the noise she makes when she is dragging herself along. Ow. Dad, that would piss some people off, okay. Alright. 
Or actually, that would pu that would piss the person off. Go after people that did that shit. Definitely. Next. Express train to hell. I'm dead serious. What a messed up title. For day for days. A ragged old man had hung around the Newark Central Station. The station master kept running him off, but night after night he would return. He kept accosting, accosting people, shouting, It's coming for me, it's coming. That kind of sounds like a mental issue. Before... Figure that shit out first before you start saying that. <laughs> Whenever anyone asked him what was coming for him, he would just clutch his head and cry, I'd done wrong. I killed a man that cheated me at cards, and now I'm going to pay. That sounds more like... Um... That almost sounds like, uh... Like an Alan po Edgar Allan Poe novel. The Tall Tailed Heart. Similar. Yeah. 50 50. The Tall Tailed Heart and something else. And another f very similar. Definitely not anywhere near uh, Tale of Two Cities, that's for sure. No. The station master finally took the man aside and threatened to call the cops or police as they were as it says, if he did not cease and desist. The man rolled his eyes and explained, or ex replied, the express train for hell is coming for my soul. <laughs> You've got to help me. He broke away from the station master and ran for the door. The time was two minutes to midnight. My favorite times of the, times of the, of the night. <laughs> At that moment, new sound introduced itself. That made no sense. But that's how it's written, people. That's what I'm reading. reading. A long whistle blew once, twice. The station master was startled. The next train wasn't due until 12.05. The old tramp, okay, old man, screaming when he heard the whistle. The station master could hear the roar and chug of, the steam tr of a steam train approaching fast. <laughs> approaching too fast to stop at the station. The old man was standing at the edge of the platform staring down the tracks in frozen terror. The station master ran forward and grabbed hold of the old of the old tramp to pull him out of harm's way. The train whistle sounded again. A warm rush of air blew against everyone near the platform 
and the station master heard the roar of an invisible train passing directly, directly in front of him. He heard the hiss of the steam and the screech of flangs. I think that would be the wheels against iron rails. He felt the wind whip, whipping the hair, whipping their hair and face faces, but he saw nothing. Beneath his grip, the old tramp gave a terrible wail. Then he vanished, leaving the station master empty-handed. The roar of the invisible train faded into the distance and then ceased. The station master glanced at the station clock. Can you guess what time it was? Midnight. Yep, it was midnight. The station master stared blankly at the tracks. Around him, the waiting passengers and other bystanders were gasping and murmuring in fright. Good lord, he, he was right. The station master murmured to himself, it did come for him. He pulled out a handkerchief and wiped his sweating bald head with it. A trembling man standing nearby approached the station master. Sir, what was that? He asked, son, I believe that was the express train to hell, said the station master. He shook his head and that seemed to bring him to his senses. Why don't you go back into the station and pour yourself a drink? He suggested to the trembling man. He pushed the man through the station door and then turned to address the dazed and frightened passengers. Nothing to worry about, folks. He said, it was just an express train passing through. The next train will be here in five minutes. The station master's reassuring manner calmed everyone. People turned away from the empty tracks and settled back into their seats. Whispering to each other about the strange events they had just taken place. Then the station master went into his office, closed the door, and poured himself a stiff drink to calm his nerves. <laughs> well, that's one for the books. He muttered out loud. Aloud. It should say out loud. I wonder if I should put it on the schedule. 12 a.m. Express Dell. <laughs> oh my god. I would love to see that on every train station schedule <laughs> at midnight. Train to hell coming at midnight. Get prepared. Let me let me say it again. For people probably trying to wonder are they hearing me right. The man muttered aloud, this is the station master. I wonder if I should put it on the schedule. 
12 a.m. Express train to hell. <laughs> Shaking his head, he fortified himself with one more brandy and then went back to work. Oh, go figure. Every trans master's drink when shit happens. Brandy. <laughs> Get yourself some real drinks, you bastards. You better hope my biological dad didn't hear that one. Ah, the hell with him. <laughs> he drinks brandy. No one would like the bastard. Taking a quick drink. Brandy, everybody's famous drink that they have to go for when shit goes down the hill. What the fuck? Well, figure that was before people started actually making drinks. I know, but normally for something like that happening, it's usually whiskey. <laughs> ah, fucking brandy. The next one is called Big Liz. I'm dead serious. Something from a Pee Wee Herman movie? Big Liz was a slave girl who lived during the Civil War. Her master used her and his other slaves to deliver supplies to southern troops. Big Liz managed to tell Union soldiers where the shipments were going and many deliveries were intercepted by the North. Her master found out about her deception and plotted to murder the girl. Shocking. He had a great deal of money and didn't want it to be stolen by the Yankees. Fuck you too. To the person that wrote the fucking story of what he was told of. If his area was taken over. So he commanded Big Liz to help him take the money into a nearby swamp to bury it. That's got to be some slimy cash. I wouldn't touch it! As Big Liz was smoothing over the dirt, her master struck her with his knife, cutting her head off. Ooh. You can't cut someone's head off with a knife that quick. He left her there to die and returned to his plantation without any other living soul knowing the location of his fortune. He was killed sometime during the war, and no one ever reclaimed the money that Big Liz buried. Shocking. I wonder if it's still there or it has disintegrated it. That's the question. If you want to get the gold for yourself, here's what you need to do. Here's steps for that. Due to the fact there are some dumbasses that would actually try it. There's actually steps to go find something? Holy crap. Over the trans... Transquawking River... I don't know if that's how it's said. I don't know. Just humor me. <laughs> Transquawking River. There is a small white bridge. Park on the bridge, turn off your car, and honk your horn three times. That means your car horn, not the horn that you're carrying down below. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I said this, this show ain't for kids. I wonder if you honk 
the horn three times. I wonder if I wonder if that area actually goes squawk <laughs> back at you. Wait. I'll say it again for people who are probably trying to ask what the fuck did I just say? Over the Transquawking River, there is a small white bridge. Park on the bridge, turn off the car, and hawk your horn three times. Wait, don't get scared and try to turn your car. It won't work. Big Liz will appear holding her head in her hands. If you follow her, she will lead you through the trees and mud to where the wealth is hidden. But, but you won't have the nerve to stand with her and dig it up. That's that story. The next one. Is called Subway Stare. This sounds interesting. Okay. Next. It actually means the subway as in what you ride sometimes in New York. A woman was sitting. And this is Subway Stare folks. Stay with me here. A woman was sitting on the subway on the subway late one night and she noticed that the woman sitting across from her was staring intently at her. Well, that just means the female was a cuckoo. She, the woman who noticed the other woman staring at her Pretended not to notice, but each time she glanced at the woman, the staring continued. At one of the stops, a new passenger got on and sat next to her. After a couple of minutes, he quietly told her he thought she should get off at the next stop. Knowing the next stop was a big was a busy one she agreed when the next stop came she left the train with the man the man said to her thank god i didn't mean i don't didn't mean to scare you but i had to get you off that train the woman sitting opposite you was dead and the two men either side were propping her up. Now that's a fucking shit that would get you to stay up at night. Or not want to ride the subway train ever again. <laughs> either way. Next. School bus railroad tracks. This is what what was actually on Ghost Adventures, dear. Okay. One day, on their regular r- route home from school, 
A school bus full of children was crossing over the railroad tracks on their way to the next stop when something went wrong and the bus stalled straddling the tracks. As the driver struggled to restart the bus, the train rewind. The train alarm signal started to sound and the children saw a speeding locomotive coming quickly toward them. By the, by the time the driver opened the doors and evacuated the children, the train had arrived. And the children's screams were drowned out by the screaming whistle and brakes of the deadly train. None of the children on the school bus survived that horrible accident. A few years later, a man was driving down the same road and stalled on the tracks in much the same way as the bus full of children. Again, the driver struggled as the alarm start started to sound. The lights began to blink and the and the guard bars lowered in front and behind the, man, the man's passive car. Just before impact, the man could feel the train bearing down on him. He ceased to struggle and squeezed his eyes shut, anticipating the explosive collision. Suddenly, it was as if time stood still and everything became quiet. He felt his car somehow move, and it was as if he was being pushed to safety, guided off the tracks by an unknown force. When he and his car were out of danger from, on, from the oncoming train, suddenly sound and time came back to life, and the locomotive barreled past him just inches from the bumper of his car. To this day, if you put your car in neutral on those tracks and sprinkle some baby powder on the back bumper of your car, the children from the bus accident will push your car to safety off of the railroad tracks where they met their untimely fate. You will see small handprints in the powder of the ghosts of the poor children who died that day. Hold on. Variations. Two more users submitted the same story telling us the tracks are in San Antonio, Texas. There is a park in San Antonio, Espada, hope I'm saying it right, park, where you can experience this. You don't park your car on the tracks, but a few feet from the tracks. You must have your car turned off. Pardon me. Soda burp. You must have your car turned off, put in neutral. Also, behind Espada Park is a subdivision. All the streets in that subdivision have the names 
of all the children who were killed in that accident. It is said that if a child is in the car, your car will be pushed off faster. This was actually submitted by someone who lives, someone who's from PA, doesn't say where, and another person in Houston. Here's another variation. Munger Road. Munger Road is known as a legendary haunted, legendary haunted site. Drawing visitors to experience supernatural phenomena. Phenomena. At the railroad tracks. According to the legend, a school bus full of children was hit by a train after being stuck on the tracks, killing everyone inside. Reportedly... If visitors at Munger Road sprinkle baby powder on their car bumpers and sit on the tracks with their car in neutral, the spirits of the children push the car, moving it off the tracks to safety and their handprints can be seen in the powder. They save people so no one has to suffer like they did. That is the one on Ghost Adventures where Zack and them debunked everything. I debunked that before they did it. Well, you thought... Well, you weren't sure if uh, you were right, but they did one better. No, no, I was right. And then when Zack got the uh, those two gentlemen there with that machine, yeah, just proved I was right. It was on a decline. Not an incline. Because incline, you go roll backwards. Two. A decline, you go forward. Okay. The I next, debunked that the one. The last four, I'm going to save for another day. And we are now going to the really dumbass motherfuckers that actually commit crimes. Starting from uh, NewYorkPost.com. This is back in September 19th last month. And it's actually kind of funny because I love the title. But, which is basically what you sit on for spelling. But, the F. Literally. <laughs> I'm reading how it's put. Police find loaded gun, of course... They're censoring it, so, but I'm not. Police find loaded gun in man's ass during strip search. <laughs> Talk about a shooting asshole. Well, actually, here's a question. If they found the gun loaded, a loaded gun in your ass, and it goes off, and the bullet goes right up the hole of your ass, does that make you a white receiver? <laughs> Don't know. Although it probably probably doesn't say which way it was facing. 
<laughs> if it was facing towards <laughs> your head in your ass, you got a messed up asshole. Yeah. If it was the other way, if you bent over and cough, I guarantee you that trigger would go poof. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a firing asshole. That or a fucking the bullet will fall out of his no shoot out of his ass. His ass is gunning for you. <laughs> I'm here's this due to the fact that I'm reading it and you're not. Where do you think this this was at? <laughs> is it here in the US or is it's it outside? It's in the US. No, it's in the US. I would have to say Florida. No. Texas. No. You get one more guess. Massachusetts. No. Damn. Louisiana. What? <laughs> A Louisiana man chose the cheekiest of places when he needed to find a quick hiding spot for his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. Uh, the cheekiest. <laughs> Justin Savoy, if he's Italian, I'm going to be pissed. 24 pleaded guilty Friday to weapons charges. <laughs> I would reverse that charge. I wouldn't call it a weapons charge. I call it an ass charge. <laughs> weapons charge after police in the town of Golden Meadow, okay, who were arresting him late last year, last year, on a separate matter, discovered he had stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his ass. Smoking gun reports. Good God. Police had taken Savoy into custody on December 28th last year after they responded to suspicious activity in a home he was occupying with a female acquaintance, reports said. Cops said they discovered the individual possessed a handgun, marijuana, shocking, and drug paraphernalia during an initial search. He fucked himself if, he said, if they said, uh, can we search you? Bet you ten to one that motherfucker said, "Go ahead." Yeah, I ain't hiding wouldn't. nothing. Yeah, probably wouldn't be able to find the ass shooter. <laughs> Multiple other firearms. But unfortunately, he's not a wide receiver. If that happened, mm. he's an SWR, super wide receiver. He's probably a wide receiver now. <laughs> Multiple other firearms were discovered in his truck at the scene. But as Savo Savoy was being strip searched after his arrest, police reportedly found the additional surprise weapon concealed in his ass crack. <laughs> the pistol is more than four inches long with a 2.5 inch barrel. The individual was 
was uh, sentenced to five years sus- suspend- suspended prison sentence, which that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. During the district court appearance, he received three years probation and in order to serve 90 days in the Laforche Parish Jail, the out- outlet reported. As part of the terms of his probation, he is barred from owning or possessing firearms, visiting bars, oh he's so screwed, or lounges, or indulging in excessive use of alcohol or illegal drugs. The alcohol part, oh he's so screwed. (laughs) Definitely he is screwed. You know, if we were actually say like it was Mardi Gras. We saw that shit going down. And we heard, you know, what the sentencing was. And we saw the son of a bitch walking by. I'd be going, uh... This is for you, buddy, who can't drink no more. <laughs> you don't like it? Kiss my ass. Uh, remember, he had a gun in his ass. Here's a kiss. A bitch ten to Bang! <laughs> here's a kiss for you, bitch. Okay, here's another one. This one was submitted March 14th of this year. You guess... You get two guesses. Where was this? And the gender. And yes, it's in the U.S. Is it in the middle? West coast? East coast? East. Or south? It's in the east. I would say New Jersey. No. A little farther down. North Carolina? Keep going. Georgia? No. Florida? Yes. No, that's more south. But it's on the fucking east coast. Yeah, I know, but it's considered in the south. Yeah. Okay. Florida! Okay. Gender? Female? Yes. (laughs) Ha-ha! Arrested for sex outside hospital. Wears mask in mugshot. (laughs) Well, that's creative. She didn't seem that concerned about exposure. Shocking. Florida woman who was busted for having sex outside a hospital was pictured wearing a surgical mask in her mugshot amid the outbreak of the pandemic. Thank you for giving me the name of this of this bitch and the dude that was fucking her. Anne Marie Tucker, 45 was arrested earlier that month and charged with misdemeanors of trespassing and exposure of sexual organs. As her as was her partner, Albert Singletary, thirty seven, smoking gun reported. <laughs> their parts, or I should say their twat and the dick her twat and, and the dude's dick were allegedly on full display to the police during the tri- trist. 
Don't know. That's how it's spelled. T-R-Y-S-T. Okay. Which happened across from St. Anthony's Hospital in St. Petersburg? Tucker pled guilty to both counts and was released on March 10th for time served. What? Oof. Okay. She has previous arrests with Pinellas County, including for prostitution in 06. Shocking. And multiple arrests for possession of crack. Cocaine, for those who probably don't know. Mary Jane, you know. Mary Jane's weed. Crack. Mary Jane's also known as that, too. Not really. Tell that to Tom Petty. Because he said it in a fucking song that he did. Yeah, he was making fun of it. Singletary, who is listed as transient on his uh, jail records, is still being held in lieu of a $300 bond. That's the cheapest bond I've ever heard of. Not only that, how in the fuck does this bitch get off a time served for fucking in a goddamn hospital parking lot? And people fucking see it. Well, but the dude is still fucking in jail. With a $300 bond, which is the cheapest. I've ever heard or seen in my life. But yeah. Well, we don't know the city of Florida. They're fucking stupid. Yeah, unfortunately. We Uneducated. And I hope they all die. Hang on. What the Frick? Sorry about that. Well, that's going to be hard to edit out of the show. Um, hang on. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Oh, this is actually, um, since, uh, this is actually a video, so I technically, okay, hold on. It's a video? It's a video, but I'm going to read the thing first. It's a female. Inmate Jessica Bomershines. Or boomer shines, however you want to fucking say it. Apparent jailbreak came crashing down. <laughs> the apparent jailbreak didn't go as planned. She's from Ohio. Arrested for allegedly breaking into an 85-year-old's house and assaulting him with gun at gunpoint. Was caught on camera appearing to escape a jail waiting, waiting room in Dayton, Ohio. Surveillance video shows the suspect standing on a chair and wiggling through the ceiling. Wiggling through, as in trying to go in it. The ceiling before fall, falling back down. While she was not injured from the incident... Boomer Shine now faces further charges for escape and, destru- and destru- destruction of property. Okay, if you're going to go up into a ceiling, and it had to be one of these. Yeah. 
and you fall back through the fucker, how do you not get injured? No, he she did actually she actually didn't actually get all the way into the ceiling. I know. She got like halfway. But then she said Hang on, let me play the video. How the fuck did you did this bitch not get hurt? I don't know. Me, I went through a drop ceiling before. And I got fucked up. Okay. Hopefully this plays. Oh, no wonder. Shit. Uh. Damn, there's no fucking. Is it a YouTube thing? No, it's the New York Post. No, I'm talking about the video. No. It's just a regular vid. Yeah. Damn. I mean, all it has is stupid music, but there's no vocal. But the woman actually was trying to get. Up into it, but a cop had her by her ass in her pants, jerked her, jerked her hands off, and her ass landed into a freaking wastebasket. <laughs> Talk about a trashy jail bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they must have given her a plaque for that and put it up on a wall somewhere. Okay. The trashiest bitch ever for escape. Yeah. Next one. This is actually going to be my last one. We kind of starting to get a bit hungry here. Mac and cheese for tonight? Yeah. Of course, mine is do the pasta first, then put the cheese on and do it in a microwave. That's actually how I eat mac and cheese now. I have no option. Next. I hate when she changes the... Dinner directions on me. No, that's just for me. If you want to do it your way, go ahead. For yourself. That's not what I meant. Well, sorry. I don't taste the cheese sauce when it's... I know, I know, I know. Okay. This was back in February 15th this year. And this was actually done by Adam Schrader. I don't know if he's related to Dave Schrader, but I have no idea. Is it the same spelling? Yeah, same spelling. Yikes. Title says, Cops Cuff Man Midstream. <laughs> Midstream for pissing on Kakar in Florida. <laughs> Please tell me it was West Palm Beach. I don't know, but the guy was from Michigan. (laughs) A Michigan man was caught by cops as he allegedly pissed on a cop car in Florida. Officers apparently threw the cuffs on him even before he finished. (laughs) The defendant, the uh, Michigan man, was taken into custody while still in the commission of the crime. I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. The affidavit for the arrest of David Marcel Lewis Johnson, 26, was busted at 1 a.m. February 8th as he 
pissed on the bumper of the sergeant's squad car in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida, according to the arrest affidavit, which was obtained by the smoking gun. <laughs> Johnson, who lives outside Detroit, was uncooperative with questioning. Shocking. No shit, he's drunk. The affidavit also said he has pleaded not guilty to disorderly conduct and was freed after a relative posted his cash bond. Here's what I'm going to ask you. How much was the bond? 250 Yeah. 250 fucking dollars. I'm sorry, if you piss on a cop car and you're being a douchebag during questioning, but plead not guilty and you actually get off, uh, I really don't know how to answer that one. Oh, I gotta read this one. This is m gonna make uh, Pierre and Mike fucking laugh. I mean, really fucking laugh. This was done on Valentine's Day last year, of uh, this year. 2020? Yep. Oh. Man wearing sweatshirt arrested for stolen car chase. After stolen car car chase, but the sweatshirt wasn't an or ordinary sweatshirt. The sweatshirt said, dumbass. <laughs> In big fucking letters. <laughs> well, that's one way to fucking get your ass busted. Oh, tell me there's a photo of that on this page. Hang on, hang on. Of the dude wearing the yeah, dumb. there is yes. Oh my god! But they blurred the ass. They just got you bastards. You just got dumb. And the ass part, of course, is blurred out. But it's it on the front of the goddamn sweatshirt. Oh my god! Police, <laughs> and this is was actually done in Alabama. Police in Alabama were left shaking their heads Friday morning after a wild multi-state car chase led to arrest of an accused car thief wearing a dumbass sweatshirt, according to cop police. One of the males was wearing this sweatshirt. The Oxford Police Department posted on Facebook of the two men taken into custody, along with a photo of the uh, prophetic garment. Maybe he should have took his own advice this morning. The post <laughs> quit. <laughs> Woo! Cops began chasing... A stolen white Mazda at around three. Yeah, pardon me. 
Mazda at around 9.30 a.m. in Harleston County, Georgia, the Post said. The alleged thieves later crossed state lines into Alabama, continuing on U.S. Highway 78 into Oxford, where the Mazda crashed into a store. Shocking. Both men were arrested at a local Wendy's and faced drug charges and charges of receiving stolen property. Well, I guess Wendy's was the savior. Yeah, enjoy the last meal, buddy boy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, here's one. Bubbling thief loses his pants. Is this still down south area, or is it more No, this is in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Ah. And it was, that was December 13th last year, which I'm going to stop. It was basically sunny, uh, almost at the west coast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, um, the other ones, we'll do another day, because I'm getting hungry. Lucky you have anything to add, dear? Uh, well, I can do... Well, I got like 13 pages here of s- stories I can go through and pictures uh-huh. that I might just put up onto the website with the story so people could also read it as well. Of course, well, you can always start, it up, start the uh, podcast for Sunday and start it off with that, that one. Well, either way. But I'm just saying that, you know... With this story, it's like so many different ones for 13 pages, which I didn't realize. And the pictures are... For one story, or are they multiple? Multiple, I believe. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'll I'll put it up like a PDF so people can get it downloaded to... Well, be careful, because Wikipedia has actually been shown that people actually will change the shit. No, 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 I'm not... I didn't say Wikipedia. I said PDF. Oh, sorry. I'll put it as a PDF file and put it up on the website so people can download it and read it for themselves and get a probably a good laugh out of it or something. <laughs> or do the research on it. That too. Help out the show. If anybody who hears the podcast has any um, paranormal stories of any kind, please email me at lorylynch31 at outlook.com or email them to paramike at everythingparanormal2021 at gmail.com He'll forward those over to me and we'll read them on air. Or she'll read them first before we do them on air. Also, if you have dark crime news stories for this month or for any other month out of every year email them to the dark stories email address that is on our website at everythingparanormal.gear.host backslash ep.html just scroll all the way down to the page on the right hand side of your screen and you'll see it 
but that will do it for today. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> I was taking a taking a fucking sip of my soda. Well, I waited till you were done taking a sip. I didn't know you still had it in your mouth, but that'll do it for say Sunday. That was Paralord. This is Paramike. We'll say see you later and enjoy the podcast show that should be up soon. One note. Anybody who does send in uh, their own paranormal experience stories in the subject put um, everything paranormal in parentheses your story. And make sure it's um, paragraphed. Spell check. Spell check. Grammar. And grammar. If you don't want your name in it, just make up one so we're not trying to figure out, okay, what is this person? Who is this person? Is it a female or is it a male or both? Mm-hmm. Just let, us, let me know that or paramike that. And we'll actually read them on a near future episode. Yep. Definitely. And if you still want to catch some old podcast shows from our old podcast show, Decast Podcast Radio, Everything Paranormal, um, I'm still working on the older versions due to the fact that YouTube is being picky and everything. And I will try to get those up onto our website with a link to that YouTube channel. And for this show, there will be a link for the YouTube channel for this podcast show. So you can guys watch it on YouTube or on your shell device that has a YouTube icon on it. And you can do it from right there. Also, I'll try to add in um, another icon for our other podcast site that we use yeah just in case youtube decides to go our website server decides to go there'll be a link for a free download on google phones and for android phones where you can tune into our podcast show so take care Good night.